The following is a sponsored program on 100.7 FM, WHIN 1010 AM. The views, information, or opinions expressed during this program are solely those of the individuals or participants involved and do not necessarily represent those of Braden Madison Broadcasting or its employees. 100.7 FM, WHIN 1010 AM presents Sumner County Spotlight, a weekly public affairs program each Sunday morning at 10 AM. Here's your host for Sumner County Spotlight, Jeff Shannon. And good morning, Jeff Shannon, your musical maestro here and your talk maestro today. Uh, we're at Sumner County Spotlight, heard in each every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock right here on WHIN. And it's also on our podcast page. You can listen to it. Yes, you can listen to it at WHINradio.com and hit the podcast tab. You'll find Sumner County Spotlight right there. Welcome to the show, and I wanted to talk, uh, I thought this was kind of a, a neat cause that's going on right here, and you've heard of Pet Rescue. Well, I bought in Diana Townsend, and Diana is, well, let's just call her the guru of, of Pet Rescue. Is that what we can call you? Or the queen of <laughs> Pet Rescue? The queen, rescue. yes, of 40-something year history of Pet Rescue. Well, that's good. Well, and so you know the ins and outs of you've done it, so introduce yourself, give us some background, tell us uh, about yourself and your passion for Pet Rescue. Well, um, I'm Diana Townsend. I'm the president and founder of Safe Place for Animals. We started the shelter about 14 years ago, but I've done rescue in Sumner County for almost 40 years. So we just saw such a need in this county, especially with the animal control. It was just not what it should have been. There was a lot of cruelty. And so we decided there wasn't a, there wasn't a safe place for an animal to land that was homeless or neglected or abandoned or owner surrendered. So we decided it was time to open our own shelter. Mm -hmm. But we had originally tried to contract the animal control from the county to provide the care, not uh, not the uh, law enforcement or pickup, but just to provide the, the care to make sure that they were, you know, if they had medical needs or whatever they needed, that they, they would be taken care of. And well, plus then, you, you turn them over some of those agencies, there's a lot of euthanization going on. You do not do that. Right. We are a, we are a no-kill shelter. So if some animals stay there for a day, some are there months. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we don't, uh, you're not euthanized or snuffed out because you haven't found the family yet that right. you need. And so we try to make it as much of a home to them they go out four times a day for playtime. They, uh, you know, we keep them socialized. So, you know, you see a lot of dogs that are kennel crazy and ours are not because mm -hmm. they're, you know, we try to make it as much of a home to them as, as possible. In the early days, of course, it's a lot different now than when you first started. Oh, yeah. How would you go about finding these animals? Oh, they, they find us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, um, we take owner surrenders, people who don't want their animals anymore, people who find strays. If we have space, we will try to go and pull animals from the animal control that we know are about to be euthanized. Okay. Well, how nice of you. <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, have, you have a heart for that. And, you know, over the years, have you tried to count how many animals you've had come through your facility? Well, we have um, we have rescued and adopted over nine thousand animals wow. in fourteen years, and so um, and and part of our uh, adoption agreement too is we don't allow rehoming of pets. So if for any reason you can't keep that pet, even if it's years down the road, they have to come back to us. And a lot of shelters nowadays, I, I even heard of one that makes you sign something saying you won't bring the animal back. Oh. Well, we want to assure that it is going into a good forever home. Yeah, because you have an older person that you know needs a companion, and they end up getting to a point where they can no longer take care of that, that right. pet, then that's great that they can be returned. Right. And not just let go or, or whatever they do. Or whatever life circumstances, uh, you know, people get divorced, they move, whatever, mm -hmm. and they decide they don't want the pet anymore, then they do have to come back to us. Have you had that happen many times? I mean, yeah, I'm sure you have, but... Uh, I mean, you know. not a lot, because we do try to be very picky about who we adopt to, but it does happen. And, mm -hmm. you know, you just bring them back. There's no questions asked. It's okay. just... Now, when they come in to, to look at the, the animals, I guess you, you get a bonding time where they can, you know, say, oh, I like that dog there and then you you can see how they interact and how they they get along because some creatures just don't get along with some people they feel you right right now we uh well first of all we don't let people walk through the kennels because okay. it is stressful for the animals but you get on our website we we take you into a room we go on the website we look at the animals what do you what kind of lifestyle do you have what are your uh what pets do you have at home and then whatever animal they choose we bring it in there we let them meet and greet and then if they do have pets at home we require that they 
bring that pet for a meet and greet to make sure everybody right. gets along. Because I know my little ones, they get around other animals, and they're, they're Yorkies. Oh, no. <laughs> All of a sudden, they turn into Great Danes. <laughs> I don't care how big they are, they're going after them. Little dog syndrome, yeah. Oh my gosh, it drives me out of my mind. (laughs) You know, and you can't walk them or take them to some place because they see another animal. Here you go, let's fight, brother. (laughs) It's it's not going to happen. But yeah, I think that's a great idea that you you have that relationship kind of happening. And sometimes you go in there and they, they might be really cute, but sometimes there's just not chemistry going on. Right, and, and again, we don't do same-day adoptions, and we are strict with our adoptions, which, you know, okay. kind of makes people mad, but that's, you know, that's our policy. Sure. Now, what other policies do you have that people need to know about? Um, Put you on the spot here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, as far as the adoptions? Yeah, or, no. Um, you know, just we want to know what will the animal do all day long. If you're at work, where will you keep that animal? And your vet care, uh, did you keep your pets current on vaccines and mm-hmm. heartworm prevention? Were they spayed and neutered, you know? Okay. I mean, have you given pets away or have things like that? Sure. Well, I mean, you got to got to know that because you're taking this animal in. You got to take care of them. Now, the animals that you take in, do you handle all of the shots and the care that's needed for them? Yes, our adoption fee um, sometimes covers the care. You know, we we take a lot of the worst that a lot of people won't take. I got mm-hmm. a call this morning about a dog hit by a car. Its mm-hmm. intestines hanging out. The county wouldn't take it, so we're trying to work with them too. We did have a veterinarian, but we lost her back. Uh, a few months back so we're still mm-hmm. looking for a veterinarian we do have a a well care clinic so the veterinarian position is that a like a volunteer oh no kind of thing no no it's a okay. paid position okay and we All have right. a kennel staff that are paid i'm the only one not paid <laughs> <laughs> well of course yeah, yeah. Uh, we have kennel staff, which we do need more kennel help, and you know, but definitely the veterinarian. But whatever their um, their medical needs are, we take care of them. So, is the vet vet position is that can that be a part time, or they come in a couple days a week, or it's a full time? We had a full time oh, okay. position. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, but we would take at this point. There's such a shortage of veterinarians too. So, so if there's a vet out there listening, go. Yes. You know, that, I'd love that. How would they get a hold of you? Just go to. You can call my number or go to the website. And what is that website? Uh, safe place. For animals.com. Okay. And it has all our information. Our uh, phone number for the shelter is 615 451 7342. And, and you're on social media. I, I yes. see you on Facebook. We have a Facebook page. And that's where you put up those cute little pictures. I know. <laughs> all of our adoptions are on that page. So mm-hmm. it's happy. Our Facebook is happy. <laughs> so tell us like some of the animals that you would take in as, as a rescue. Well, like I said, ones that people have just like cats dogs yeah horses goats i mean <laughs> well we ha- uh, we actually did pull a horse from the animal control it was okay. a cruelty um it didn't come to the our shelter but to another foster home but typically it's dogs and cats mm-hmm. you know and we keep about 70 uh between dogs and cats at the shelter okay well that's a lot of upkeep <laughs> it is and it do is. you uh, reach out do you get um, you need like supplies do you just reach out to the community and people donate like cleaning supplies and cat litter and yeah those are the main things that we always need are okay. uh the cleaning supplies like liquid laundry detergent bleach fabulousa odaban uh, and cat litter uh we get a lot of dog and cat food donated okay. uh, as far as dry so we're pretty good on that but okay. you know the cat litter and the cleaning but supplies. even like uh, gloves you know medical gloves and things like that you know there any kind of supplies blankets right. especially when it gets winter time yeah. i'm sure you you know with all those animals you you're going to run through some things. <laughs> oh, we do. We, but yeah, we get a lot of blankets and sheets and stuff like that donated for the for the pets. And okay. But you know, when you said horses, and I, I think I'd heard you say that, but I've seen some really cruel kind of stories where these horses are just malnourished and not taken care of, and that, that's a that's a big animal to take care of. Right. So you got to know what you're doing, and you have the you have the space to do it because your space now. I mean, you have how many acres now? Well, we do, but we we don't have facilities at the shelter for uh, horses. Uh, oh, okay. Like I said, that is a we foster that out. Oh, okay. to, to people with farms. Okay. Yeah, if we you know do take one. So somebody could do that. Yes. If you so if you have like say an abundance of cats, you can foster it. Can you foster those out as well? Yeah, we desperately need fosters. Okay. For dogs and cats. So um, you're just taking care of them temporarily until 
things right can... until we have a, a space open in our kennel but okay. we don't ever like to turn anybody away so even if we don't have space if we can find a place for that animal temporarily until we have kennel space then okay. you know but that's a big need is fosters yeah well i mean it's a great thing you're doing out there now where is your facility located right now uh we're on 905 mallard drive it's off of belvedere in gallatin oh easy to get to it's yeah. very we're in the middle of everything yes <laughs> That's great. We've been there about seven years. Now, here's the next question. You are a nonprofit. Yes. So how do you make money? Well, again, private donations. We rely on the community a lot. Our veterinary clinic was a source of income, which, again, right now is temporary closed because we don't have a veterinarian. So, but the biggest thing is private donations, and uh, we do an annual Christmas card. You know, people can send in their, but you can send donations at any time. Sure. And we have PayPal on our on our website, so mail yeah. a check, whatever. <laughs> so you can hit that donate button. Yes. So if you got an extra million laying around, they'd love to have it. Or like we talked earlier, three hundred thousand to pay off our building. That well, would be a nice. Would that Would that be great? That would if make something that happen. That would make everything so much better for Absolutely. us. Absolutely. We could buy more medical equipment. Our goal is to keep animals with their owners. A lot of people surrender their animals because they can't afford medical care. Well, that's so. Um, there's the expensive as children. <laughs> they are, and it's gotten really. Especially when they come in and they need multiple shots at one time. Yeah. You know, it's like whoa! Did not expect that. Or surgeries. You know that. Um, yeah. For real. For a while, we had a veterinarian that volunteered his time for two years. He was an older gentleman, and he did surgeries for that people could normally, you know, they would have lost their pets if it hadn't been for him. And you guys would do the spay and neutering there as well. We did at that time, but now we do refer that out. Okay. Yep. So, well, it sounds to me we we need to get vet in there to to help you guys out because that's so needed. Yeah, because because we vet our all of our shelter animals, and then plus we you know help the community with affordable care and in sumner county we have a a a lot of open spaces Uh, it's closing in (laughs) a lot lot of of spaces are closing in but you know there's a lot of animals that need help here in sumner county and i'm so glad that this is something that you're doing you took this on because you realize that it's got to be a passion for you it is yeah you know and ever since you were little i'm sure you probably were one of those that just cared for all the animals yeah it was uh, i never wanted children i always just was drawn to the animals and that's still the same (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know well and they're gonna love you unconditionally anyway so right they're easier and they don't talk back no and uh, there's not an animal that i ever regret helping so what's the let's see if you can think of this what is the most unusual animal that you've taken in uh chickens i had six chickens left on the front porch Uh, they just drop them off yeah we weren't there and there were the chickens but we did find them all a home okay and nobody ate them (laughs) (laughs) yeah they were all they got a good home all of the little chickens but yeah we came and there they were i'm from florida so we get a lot of exotics down there yeah you know with these lizards and and parrots and you name it i've gotten a few birds yeah so what do you do with birds i mean you just you gotta have a cage for them that's that's kind of different we work with other rescue you know again we all try to work together with different rescues and if that's your if you're a a bird rescue you know okay uh, so there are those things yeah because a bird would you know with would go crazy at, at a shelter with barking dogs so we do try to help people find the proper place okay well we're talking with diana townsend diana give them your website one more time safeplaceforanimals.com okay so it is a safe place for animals but it's great that you're doing that and you know we have a lot to talk about we're going to talk about some of the current things you're doing and what's holds the in the future for you right here so we'll be right back with more of Sumner County Spotlight. Thanks for listening to Sumner County Spotlight, a weekly public affairs program heard each and every Sunday right here on WHIN. Or you can listen on our podcast page at whinradio.com. If you'd like to become a sponsor of this program, reach out to me, Jeff Shannon, at jeff at whinradio.com. And we're back with Sumner County Spotlight as we continue our conversation with Diana Townsend. And, and she is the founder, president, CEO, slash everything of Safe Place for Animals. Now, you can head over to their website at safeplaceforanimals.com. You can see them on Facebook and check that out. You can see all the animals that they post up there. And it's a wonderful thing that they're doing. And you know, like I said, head over to safeplaceforanimals.com. You can donate right there. It's, it's really easy. They're doing the PayPal thing there. And they would just love 
to have your donations. And you can reach them at 615-451-7342. Now, when you call them, just tell them Jeff Shannon said, hey, they'll appreciate that. <laughs> Again, 451-7342. So, Diana, you were talking about this facility that you obtained how many years ago? About seven years ago. Okay, and it's down on Mallard Drive. So it's in the Belvedere area there by the Taj Mahal and all that, the Sonic and Mm -hmm. all of the activities going on there. So it's pretty easy to find. Tell us about the facility, how you came about finding that facility. Well, we had always wanted to be in that area. And uh, so we just looked for commercial property. And my husband actually was the one that found it. And it had sat empty for a year and a half. Right after we put a contract on, there were about five or six other people that also put a contract on it. And uh, but it was just meant for us to have it. And uh, so we had a lady that gave us a large donation towards it. We've been there. And like I said, we have almost five acres, trees, creeks. So it's really nice for the dogs. It is. Wow. That's great. So they can get out and run and get some exercise and everything else. So is, is it like a house? Well, the the front of it is where mm-hmm. the where the vet clinic and the grooming okay. is more like a house. And then the back part, it's all attached. It's more of a metal building. And we do need, you know, we do need some help with renovations. If we have any construction people out, uh, you know, we need drywall. We need, uh, we'd like to redo some of the kennels uh, with concrete. So if we have any concrete people. Yes. Yeah. Well, I know there's people out there that really like to help. And there there are people that really have a great passion for animals, like yourself. And they just they just thrive on that, taking care of the animals. And I think it's something that once we get the word out, and I think it's a constant thing, because people are listening at different times or looking at their feeds at different times. It is definitely a need. And if you're an animal lover and would love to help out, they've got a, a great thing they're doing, doing pet rescues and, and housing and homing these, these animals. So your facility right now, you're holding what, you said 70? Yeah, about 70, half and half dogs and cats. Okay. But they always can use help, and that's that's the great thing about it. But you do have a lot of folks that, that do have a passion for animals. They can come down. They can volunteer. Do you have paid positions? We do. We have, uh, again, the veterinarian is paid, and then the kennel staff is paid because okay. we do have to have consistency with that. But we love to have volunteers. And, you know, every time we've had a need, we've had trees come down on the fence and and we've put a post and plea and we've had so many great people that have stepped up and come to help mm-hmm. you know you know whatever your skill set is there's always something for you to do sure well i mean you need a lot of help i mean there's, there, when you have that many animals uh, that's a lot of upkeep a lot of poop to scoop <laughs> yes it is <laughs> and people don't realize that you know they think it's so cute puppies and kittens and yeah. it's a lot of work and yeah. the mornings are it's, uh, shocking in the morning sometimes mm-hmm. but you know like i said we try to keep it really clean and uh, you know it takes a lot of help with that yeah absolutely well again you're doing the the great things to help animals and and i think people you know, once they get that passion and they find out that you're there, I think it really drives it home to them and says, you know, these folks really need help. But again, just head over to safeplaceforanimals.com because all the information is right there. And I just, I love on, on your Facebook page how you post the pictures and you put the little name up there and tell a little bit about them and things like that. But you're just not giving these animals away to people. There are certain things they're going to, they're going to have to follow some rules. Right. And, uh, you know, we know our animals really well. So if, you know, and, and we do have you um, fill out adoption application. Mm -hmm. We see, you know, your lifestyle, how many pets are in your home. So if you've picked an animal to look at that doesn't get along with other dogs and you have three dogs in your house, we're not, there's no reason to even show that animal. So, Mm -hmm. but again, our policies are very strict. That's, that's for your benefit and the animal's benefit because we want it to be a good adoption and let you enjoy your pet. And and I think, you know, a lot of people are looking, well, we need to get, you know, animal for our kids. You know, they got little kids and things like that. And there's some animals that the bigger dogs can be fun with the little ones, but could also be tragic. Yeah. And and typically, and like I said, we know our animals well, but typically we don't adopt to people with really young children it just usually just doesn't work or they want the pet for their child well let your child grow up and be a little bit bigger and then mm-hmm. they can also enjoy the animal yeah and you know young children pull or jump on animals and parents don't always watch their kids that's right and so then when something happens then yeah. the animals return so yeah. again for everybody's safety and we try to really screen the, the potential adopter so you you do have that situation where if it, they take them home and they're there for a bit they just sense that yeah, this is just not working. They can bring it back. Absolutely. Which which is interesting, I think, and I I love that you're doing that. So they don't just end up dropping it on the side of the road. Now you actually you know you actually sign the contract that says you you know we don't allow rehoming of pets, and even if it's 
five, six years down the road, you're still required to bring those back to us. I mean, it's a great thing that you're doing. And I'm, I'm looking through your, I'm just scrolling through your Facebook page, and I just, <laughs> some of these animals, they're just so cute. How do people resist? And I love how you put a little description with their name, and there is a, an adoption fee, which Correct. goes to help. To cover the vet care. Yeah, absolutely. So you, you do have that. So when they get an animal from you, it's pretty much caught up with their shots, and it's ready to go. It'll be fully vetted. They're spayed, neutered, heartworm tested, vaccinated, dewormed and microchipped and the cats oh, are same with the cats that they're feeling AIDS leukemia tested but you know again everybody's fully vetted when they leave and you know we do expect people to continue those annual vaccines sure well I mean you have to do it it's just again like taking care of your kids you right. know so with this uh, this year coming upon us what is your your vision for this next year well what we'd really like to do is once we find a veterinarian expand those services and you know we need medical equipment we need uh, x-ray machines and anesthesia machines so that we can provide surgeries at a low cost to people. Everything we do is geared toward the community to to help them keep their pets. And uh, like I said before, so many people have to turn in their pets because, or put them to sleep because they can't afford the medical if if they have need a surgery. So we want to help people with with things like that. Yeah. Well, folks, I mean, you just got to latch onto this and if you head over to their facebook page because I'm, I'm scrolling down the timeline here and it's like you'll find somebody you'll attach to <laughs> oh yeah we have the best animals they are great but it's great that you're using the the social media because that's where everybody is right. and you know you're seeing the pictures and you're you're checking them out and you get all of the information that you need right there so all they would do is just call you and say i'm interested in ollie or whatever the name is and then you can start the dialogue at that point. Right. They can call and get more information before they come. But then our adoption hours are Monday through Saturday, 1 to 4. And that's the time you can come in and meet and greet. Okay. And then, again, we don't do same-day adoption. We do check your references, you know, just to make sure everything is correct on the application. Right. Because there are some folks out there that will get an animal for other the wrong, purposes. The wrong reasons. Yeah. You know, like if you if you got some pits down there, you, you're not going to take them and, and make them fighting dogs. No, no. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, and, again, uh, you know, you do sign a, a waiver before you even fill out an application mm-hmm. that lets people know that we have the right to refuse anyone. Okay. Because we're going to make sure the pet goes to the right type of home. Right. That's very important that you do that because that, that screening process is it, it definitely should be in place because uh, there are some folks out there. <laughs> Just not uh, as loving animals like you do. Yeah, and we don't we don't believe in the clear the shelter and uh, free adoptions because you know there's people that take advantage of that and again for the wrong reasons. So you know we do charge a fee. We feel like you know you've got to have some kind of skin in the game to to mm-hmm. ownership. Well, we're talking about safe place for animals in Gallatin, and they're on the Mallard Drive area there, and uh, that's over by uh, Belvedere. So it's easy to get to and easy to find. Just a safe placeforanimals.com. I just want to keep pushing that uh, website just to make sure that you can head over there and check that out. Now, you recently, uh, were you on television? Oh, yeah. So you're famous now. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> Channel Five. Yeah, they had they had uh, questions about uh, why the animal control was closed, and so I referred them to animal control, but they didn't answer. So they came back, and they just did a story about our shelter and uh, you know our needs and mm-hmm. what all we do. Hey, any word that you can get out, that's what you need to do. And we'll it t- did bring us some fosters and okay. uh, some donations, so uh, people are listening. Yeah, and as we mentioned before, people can actually help you out by becoming a foster family for uh, some pets that might needs meet that care. Correct. And all they have to do is call you and you'll put them through the screening process and tell them what they need to do at that point. And we provide all the care while they are in foster care. Okay. We do their medical, uh, get them fixed, vaccinated, give them food if they need it. Oh, well, that's there you go, folks. How easy is that? Huh? <laughs> and you can take care of a, a nice little animal there for you. You could do so. I'm going to give you the phone number again. So it's 615, obviously, uh, 451-7342. And... Uh, Diana, are you answering the phone? You got somebody helping you? We do have people that okay. answer the phone. So and the, if you even if you have to leave, leave a message, we do return the calls within okay. the same day. And your hours of operation are? For adoptions are Monday through Saturday, 1 to 4. Okay. Earlier than that, if somebody wants to bring by an animal? Well, we're open all day. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we're there all day. Okay. We get there at 7.15. You got a lot to 
take care of. Yeah, so the majority <laughs> of our morning is getting the animals out, getting them fed, getting them in their play groups, and, and then, like I said, that gives us the afternoon to do adoptions. You ever get any turkeys? Just the chickens. <laughs> I do have I do have turkeys that run in the field next to Oh, I to can us. see it. With that much acreage, yeah. I would imagine. Yeah, yeah they're, ve- they're there. And the deer. And, mm-hmm. uh, so, But yeah, the turkeys are, I don't know where they are right now, but... <laughs> All of a sudden, they just show up. They do. I don't know where they... <laughs> so you, you've got some of the, the recent animals. I'm looking at Bentley here. Bentley is a little shy. He came yeah. from a real shady rescue. Uh-huh. Uh, she actually was brought up on cruelty charges in another state, and she's not allowed to have pets. But she sold this dog to a young girl who didn't really couldn't handle him and um she he wasn't fixed vaccinated or anything so she the girl was very sweet she realized it was too much for her mm-hmm. so but he's he's house broke he's he needs a quiet home okay. no kids maybe an older couple so he's a Bichon. yes how do you say that Bichon? what fruit Bichon fritz frisch know. yeah three-year-old and yeah it does look kind of shy he's very shy oh you got to go down and, and meet Bentley, folks. That's good. Then I'm looking at Speedy. I know what that means. That yeah. little 12-week-old kitty is like probably a firecracker. He is, and he's he's actually in foster care. So if you oh, want, to, but it does say that on the website. So if you yeah. do want to see him, just call, and we'll set up a time to meet him. We yeah. have two or three kittens in, in foster care okay. right now, same home. Yeah, it's it's sad, I guess, when you get like a whole litter of those that happen to come in, which I'm sure has happened. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> they just kind of happen. We're talking with Diana Townsend, and she is the owner of Safe Place for Animals. It's gonna be, it's a great organization. Keep doing what you're doing, because there are people that are just sitting there going, aw, <laughs> and they want to help out. <laughs> well, thank you, yeah. So, well, listen, thanks for taking time. I know you, you got to rush back. You just got so much to do. She's safeplaceforanimals.com. Check that out. And Diana, thank you so much for coming in and and just kind of hanging with us a little bit. Well, thank you so much for having us. We appreciate it. All right. That's going to close this segment down of Sumner County Spotlight. Stick around. We have a lot more coming right here. Sumner County Spotlight. Thanks for listening to Sumner County Spotlight. Be sure to check out our podcast page at whinradio.com. Just go to the podcast tab and click the Sumner County Spotlight. There you can check out this show as well as our past episodes. This is Jeff Shannon. Hey, let's get right back to the show. And we're back with Sumner County Spotlight. I'm your host, Jeff Shannon, on this Sunday morning. I wanted to kind of change topics a little bit right now, and I found out about this Regional Special Needs Expo that's coming up here uh, later on this month. It, it seemed like a very interesting and very needed event, so I wanted to bring in the experts, if you will. Our organizers right here, we got Mr. Russ Edwards and Darlene Bearden. Now, you're with Project 22, mm-hmm. but you're also organizing and chairing this, this organization right here. I guess what we should do, let's run down tell us what this organization is what the expo is all about all right yeah i appreciate you having us and and giving us an opportunity to talk about this great expo that's coming up on august 19th saturday august 19th from 10 a.m to 4 p.m at the hendersonville first baptist church in the student ministry area this started we had a special needs expo two years ago at mary's magical place and that really started i don't know whose idea it was but darlene uh, bearden and paul frank former pastor paul frank and i got together and we realized that with the growing population here in sumner county there are a lot of families with special needs and those uh, that are affected by special needs and that continues to grow every day and we just saw firsthand that there are so many of these families that don't know what resources are available as an attorney i represent a lot of people that are affected by special needs and when i talk to them they're they they're desperate they don't know what's available and there's nothing really there that can give them this information and you know i talked to some and some might know about one facility something that's available to them but they don't know of a lot of others so we thought this is a good idea to showcase what all is available and it was a success two years ago we're fortunate enough to be able to have it indoors this year Mm -hmm. so that we won't have to worry about the weather that's right especially around here (laughs) exactly you don't know what you're going to get we're going to have close to 30 vendors different areas education professional services, social, recreational, and equipment and merchandise that will all, uh, so you're gonna get a vast array of different services that people with special needs can can learn more about and, and hopefully help them with their walk because it is, any family that has anybody with special needs, it's just, it's just incredibly difficult. My heart goes out to them and sure. I know 
Darlene's does too. And so this is just a, a wonderful thing that we're having and we hope we have a good turnout and we will have some seminars and presentations from Blair Dunnigan. She's an attorney. She's going to talk about conservatorships, guardianships, trust. We're going to have other presentations as well throughout and we're going to have a fashion show so that that'll be fun. And uh, Russ, so, yeah. what are you going to be wearing? <laughs> <laughs> well, that'll be a surprise. How, you're a you robe mean? by any chance? Well, maybe. maybe. I can't. Hey, you look I great can, in that robe, though. I can bring out the robe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Darlene, this organization, uh, with this expo, uh, how did this all kind of get started? What prompted this thing to start in the first place? Well, I think that there were several organizations in across Sumner County that saw the need for us to get all together okay. and just kind of talk about what do we have to offer and what do other people have to offer because the families we all were getting calls from families mm-hmm. wanting information what do you know you know where can i even start this my process of finding out what i need to do about this maybe a baby or maybe an older person with special needs. And so we realized pretty quickly that there was a need and that a lot of people were very interested in putting on the expo at the Mary's Magical Place. Of course, Mary's Magical Place was a perfect place to start Mm -hmm. because that was a special needs park. And we wanted people to know about Mary's Magical Place. That's mm. we're very proud of that playground for special needs individuals as well as as others. So we, um, when we got together and started kind of brainstorming, we said, okay, we want this to be an annual event. We don't want this to stop here. Mm-hmm. So we did see the need to have it, as Russ said, indoors, so that we're not at the mercy of the weather. And and so families, if it's 100 degrees or if it's raining or whatever Mm. that families feel comfortable coming so this year as we started the planning of it we wanted to be sure that it was a full day of activities of all kinds so we wanted to give people that have babies that are just starting this this process and this walk in their life that's got to be overwhelming to them oh Oh my gosh it's like you're just been faced with this and how do you deal with it you need that education that's right there's so many things they need to know about and 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 they also need to know that there are others out there walking the same walk (laughs) that they are it and and i think sometimes these families feel alone they think they're the only ones that are having to deal with this and and there's a little bit of an embarrassment in a way you know i I should know this why do i have to ask these questions well we don't expect anybody to know everything about this walk because Mm -hmm. it's a lot to learn so as we started working on this we realized we needed kind of a child's area and so that we could have something for parents with small children we also need something for parents that are getting older that's one of the biggest needs is Mm -hmm. older parents with a child that is never going to be able to leave home so that's a huge hurdle for for families they're looking for opportunities so Mm -hmm. we said okay what how do we meet the needs of all this uh these special groups so it, it all kind of came together and we've got therapists coming we've got therapy dogs we have a very special dog that has no eyes that named river and um, he's going to be there and the person who is his special pet owner she's written books about him and and his journey as a as a dog with no eyes wow. and so uh, you know just to highlight that there's so many abilities we all have abilities let's sure. not focus on disabilities uh, yeah. and so what we're really excited we've got food vendors coming and so people can come all and stay all day they can have some lunch and they can have ice cream brewster's ice cream is coming and meat sweats barbecue is coming so that's that's kind of exciting that we've got something for everybody hopefully and we have um we have an array of seminars, so there'll be something starting at 10.30 and going all the way until 3.30. So, and we do have a special needs choir that's gonna be singing and the special needs fashion show. And so we have a lot of prima donnas that are gonna be coming for the fashion show. So you're the lead singer of that group, are you? <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. <laughs> now, is there a charge for this uh, expo? No. no? 
So it's free for everybody to come in. We want families to come okay. and, and enjoy the day and, and learn and learn from each other. We're hoping that it's a networking opportunity. Mm-hmm. You know the thing that uh, when you said, Russ, that you're they're having a legal person talking about legalities and things, mm-hmm. I think that's so important. I think people don't really realize what people are going through and having this legal advice and knowledge has got to be so helpful to them. It is, and the a lot of the questions they have is do they need a conservatorship once the once their child turns 18 years old and mm-hmm. that and that really depends on the circumstances. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't and they have questions about their social security disability benefits and and also they there's issues on setting up special needs trust. There are a lot of important legal issues that hopefully can be answered uh, during this expo, during the presentation. I won't get too far in the weeds, but an attorney can be very helpful in situations with those with special needs, either mm-hmm. children or adults. Yeah. Well, it's definitely knowledge that they, they're going to have, and you're going to have those seminars throughout the day. Well, there's mm-hmm. going to be one uh, okay. at 11 o'clock will be the okay. Blair Dunnigan will be the attorney that's yeah. going to that's going to present on the law, and then we're going to have at noon, there'll be Penny Johnson, who is a representative from the ARCA Tennessee, and I believe she's going to speak on disability services that the ARC of Tennessee can provide. And support for decision-making for Mm -hmm. uh, those who are 22 and above leaving high school. Well, you guys have thought this out. (laughs) It's pretty thorough. Well, one of the things I think that's going to be the highlight is that the last speaker is going to be a young man that has been, was born with cerebral palsy, and he has been in a wheelchair all of his life. And he works for the state of Tennessee he has a master's degree. He uses an electronic supported device. And and he's going to talk about how important that is because some of the families don't realize how much communication could be going on if they have a child that has special needs that they think that there's no way they can communicate right. with them. There's a, there's a lot out there. Well, and technology has increased oh. so much over the years. I mean, there's things available. You know, years ago, we would have said, What? This is the Jetson era. You know, all this new technology is coming right. available to us. But, you know, we've talked to folks with the, you know, with autism and, you know, various other, you know, organizations. And it's just so important that they have this education and an expo like this where they can actually spend all day and just gather all of this. This information mm-hmm. is tremendous. Mm-hmm. And we do have a drop off zone for older students. Okay. And we'll have someone that's going to be setting that up, and and that will be age appropriate. And then we also have a sensory area for smaller children that will be appropriate for them. So parents don't have to feel like they can't come because they don't have a babysitter. Mm -hmm. Well, you you got all the bases covered. (laughs) And I do like that it's going to be inside because it, it... I think it takes a little stress off of the, especially when you're organizing something. Yeah, you don't want last minute this thing to kind of curb everything out, out of <laughs> right, its way. But right. uh, but it's great, and you got food there too, so that's that's going to be great. Yeah. And once they once they have Brewsters, I mean, forget about it. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're going to be there all day. Right. <laughs> meat, meat sweats as well. They're gonna, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. They're lunch they can buffet. go back. They can get ice cream before they eat lunch yeah. and then after. You know. Well, if you can just get uh, get Martin to do do some guitar picking over there, it might be kind of entertaining. He is pretty good at that. <laughs> That's what I hear. So let's tell everybody. It's the 2023 Regional Special Needs Expo that's going to be happening here on the 19th of this month down at First Baptist in Hendersonville. And it's a pretty easy place to find. Just that little building yeah. back there behind. Yeah, the Huckabee Theater, theater mm-hmm. in there. But yeah, and if you're, if you're looking, if you're facing the church, it's going to be on the far left in the student ministry center mm-hmm. on the very left side, okay. and we'll have some, so people will hopefully be able to find yeah, it. just easy. follow where all the cars are. Yeah. 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 So it's, it sounds like it's going to be a, a great event. Yeah. So there's a Facebook page for this. Yes. So you just, just search for the 2023 Regional Special Needs Expo. It's going to pop right up. Yes. And you get all the information that you that you need right there. They don't have to pre-register or anything like no. that. Just kind of show up. Just show up. All right. And if they do have, I'm, I probably already know the answer, but if somebody is arriving and they need some help getting into the building. Well, the the entrance, there's a portico there. The okay. entrance is very accessible. Okay. We do have um, accessible parking all around that, that entrance. 
and we will be watching. We will have volunteers at the doors okay. to help anyone that might need a little bit of extra assistance. Okay. And Russ will be in the parking lot. Make sure nobody's speeding. That's and, that's uh, right. That that'll be his job. That's, we'll be, that's that'll right. be. We'll be out there. <laughs> well, you know, there's just so so much to putting an event like this together, and so many wheels that have to spin. Uh, I want you to think about what it took to put something like this on, because mm-hmm. now it's on a lot larger scale than it was before. So when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about how how this thing was organized and some of the challenges that you faced putting this together because it's so, so needed. We're talking with Russ Edwards and Darlene Bearden. They are the organizers of the 2023 Regional Special Needs Expo going on here on August the 19th. And we're going to just keep telling that because you need to put this on your calendar and come check things out. We'll be right back with more of Sumner County Spotlight. Thanks for listening to Sumner County Spotlight, a weekly public affairs program heard each and every Sunday right here on WHIN. Or you can listen on our podcast page at whinradio.com. If you'd like to become a sponsor of this program, reach out to me, Jeff Shannon, at jeff at whinradio.com. Okay, here we go with Sumner County Spotlight, and we're continuing our conversation with Russ Edwards and Darlene Bearden. They are the organizers of the 2023 Regional Special Needs Expo that's going to be happening the, coming up Saturday, August 19th. Now, it's going to kick off at 10 a.m. in the morning, and it's going to go all day until 4 o'clock. So you have a lot of events scheduled. Keep people busy. So tell us about some of the other activities you you have. We'll have the presentations and the seminars going all day. And Mm -hmm. then we'll obviously have the, uh, we're going to have the fashion show. And and like Darlene talked about a minute ago, we're going to have Jim Shannon, who has cerebral palsy. And he's actually from Hendersonville. And he's going to speak. So we'll have uh, in a seminar room stuff going all day, mm-hmm. and we'll have singers and then food going on. So it'll okay. be it'll be a lively, fun event. Sure. Now, if if somebody. Uh, wanted to be a vendor, what type of vendors would you actually be looking for right now? Well, we would welcome anyone that's connected to this cause, but particularly we'd love to have other like doctors, dentists, therapists that really specialize in working with people with special needs because we know that there are a lot of great people out there that are doing that mm-hmm. and they're just kind of flying under the radar. Right. So, so you need to know these resources. Absolutely. Because it'd be great if you can hand somebody something, say, here, go here, or have it on your website. Here's a list of resources that you can have right. for, for, you know, here. Right. And I think it would be a, a tremendous burden lifted off of their shoulders. Well, that's kind of what the Sumner County Special Needs Collaborative does. They have a website, and they've, they've tried to put all these resources together. Mm-hmm. So if anybody does have questions about where they can go, they can go to the Sumner County Special Needs Collaborative website, and they have been helpful too in helping organize this event. Okay, I mean you got to have help because there's there's so many you know wheels that are spinning here. <laughs> what a good time! Let's give shout outs to folks that oh, helped yeah, you out we do wanna, this. Uh, the Special Needs Sports Foundation. They're, they're wonderful partners. We've worked so hard all together to get this thing going. We've had, of course, the collaborative, as, as Russ mentioned, Peer Place is a, a day school program for adults with special needs. We have, they've been very uh, helpful with this. So we've had a lot of, of help. And then First Baptist Church has been mm. wonderful to provide the facility and all kinds of things that we needed. We were very fortunate to have them as a partner. We, we know that um, there are or are other organizations out there that would probably like to join forces with us and we're we'd be glad mm-hmm. to hear about that that day if they you know just want to drop by and say hey remember me next year because yeah. i want to be involved sure absolutely. love that yeah and now, Dar- put- Darlene didn't mention the uh, the Project 22. She's the president of Project 22, and that's a social organization for those with special needs, and, and they're still doing twice a month mm-hmm. meetings. So mm-hmm. that she that that organization has been very helpful, and the Hendersonville Parks Department has been very mm-hmm. helpful and generous with their time and mm-hmm. and helping us promote this event. Like I said, there's there's a lot uh, that needs to be done, and you can't do it all yourself. Right. So it's great when you have help, and mm-hmm. with a with a cause like this, I think it would be look we just got to help out but you will still take some volunteers for the day of oh absolutely we love to have volunteers and particularly volunteers that have a heart for this kind of ministry because this really is a ministry for a lot of people Mm -hmm. and but we do have a wonderful group of young ladies the american heritage girls and their their troop is their leaders and their young ladies are coming and they're going to provide a lot of volunteer service for that day and we really appreciate them they did a special
special needs circus back last year and it was just tremendous the girls did such a good job it was just a fun event and they were very comfortable with the people that came with special needs they they had they had done a lot of of work you know getting them ready knowing what to expect and things like that they were fabulous Mm-hmm. young ladies and we're talking about little bitty girls all the way up to you know the end of high school so they were really really good and and did a good job so they're going to be with us and we're excited about that yeah well russ i know you've um, you've been busy here for the last little bit <laughs> and are you about to get busier yeah well you know we're going to be we're really focused now i'm really focused now on this event sure. trying to make it a success but we put a, all of our task force members have put a lot of work into this mm-hmm. and so we're hoping for a, a successful regional special needs expo so that's a that's taken up some time and it's taken up a lot of energy for me and the other task force members well yeah, yeah in addition to everything else you're doing so right. it's, yeah. yeah we've had some individuals that have joined the task force yeah. we've had a the, the lady that used to be um, the head of special education for Sumner County. She's in uh, involved in the task force. We have a couple of parents that are involved in, and have been helping us along. I have to give a shout out to Andrea Warren, who is doing our special t-shirts for our fashion show. Oh, So she's doing special t-shirt for each of the students in the fashion show. They're so, not Barbie colors though, right? No, <laughs> no, they're not. Okay. They're, uh, no, they're very appropriate and she's done a great job and every one of them is different but they are so yeah, perfect for our group. Yeah, no, that's great. We've got some little bitty ones. Of, mm-hmm. I think the youngest one may be six, and the oldest one is probably 40. So we've got all ages in our fashion show, mm-hmm. and that should be fun. Well, you'd mentioned the, the dog that's going to be there. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting, and I think a lot of people maybe don't think a lot about how important service animals are mm-hmm. to people with special needs in all different facets. I mean, some of these these animals are just so smart and amazing. Yes, exactly. Well, we have the Nashville Pet Therapies. They're coming and bringing some of their dogs. Oh, good. And they they go to different facilities and let the the folks pet the dogs and and they're they're well trained for that Mm -hmm. but we do have a a definite need for it would be wonderful to have a vendor that actually does train dogs that are become service dogs Uh, that's not an area that we've been able to reach out to so hopefully there's somebody out there that'll be here listening to this and say oh yeah i gotta be involved in that well while you were talking we were actually and I wish I could remember the name because we we have a the on air guys here. We we have things that we read to help you know promote things going on in the community. And there is an organization that will ha- they need foster parents for these service animals in training. So they would actually foster them until they're ready to go into a, a training facility. It, it's it's amazing. I didn't think it, it existed like that, but they do have that available to help progress the training process of service animals. So. Wow. They'd be great to, to get they there. Need to come I'll to have to find expo. that name for you because that, yeah. that would be a great resource there. Now, do you get any, uh, any state help at all? No, no state assistance. It's so there's not from, any, any kind of program. Okay. and vendor yes. fees. So they can donate. No Absolutely. question about that. Absolutely. And what uh, forms of payment do you accept? At this point, cash. Uh, we can, <laughs> yes. At <laughs> this point, check. cash or check uh, would be the easiest. Okay. Yeah, they could now if they if it's a vendor, they can actually go online at that the website and they can register as a vendor and they can use a credit card online. Mm-hmm. Easier the better, you know. That's Absolutely. what people are doing. We want are it doing. to be as easy as possible. Yeah, for it's, people it, to, you know, with to all these other things, you know, there are cash apps and your Venmos and all of this thing. It's just interesting to see where it's going to be in the future hey we're just all here to help (laughs) that's right but i think this the organization will continue to grow because as you look at it from where it started to where it's going to be now you've got to be so proud of that and you have all of these people that you've been able to meet and to corral around to help people with special needs and you know it's just a great thing when you're doing that well we hope it's a real networking opportunity for families and even if they don't know what they need there may be a need that we can fulfill when they come and we can provide that one person or that telephone number for somebody that really needs a little little bit of extra help or just needs a shoulder to cry on when they're when they're concerned about what's going on and just having the ability to get resources it oh, takes absolutely. off a lot of stress, you know, absolutely. off of them. You know, it I does. think it's incredible. Yes. But also having the networking to know that there are other families and people that have 
are going through the same thing that they are. Mm -hmm. And this is going to be a great thing for them. Absolutely. August 19th at the First Baptist Church, Hendersonville, from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. I hope to see see uh, people out there even if you um, don't have a family or loved one that is uh, affected by special needs just come out and support us so i was just thinking a lot of people might not understand what special needs are so give some examples of those individuals well think about the uh, the rate of autism that we're seeing now Mm -hmm. it's it's much greater than ever before there are of course definitely uh, developmental types of disabilities and uh, we so we see a, a variety of we have in project 22 for example we have several of our of our individuals that uh, have down syndrome so you you know i think a lot of times we we it's really easy to see uh, certain types of special needs more are more clearly evident mm-hmm. than others and i think autism probably is one of those things that it, it's kind of a quiet kind of a, of a thing that happens and sometimes it's misdiagnosed or it's diagnosed later and so people sort of have it in their mind what disability means or what special needs are and i think to see all of the varieties of people and we all have some special needs i mean if you think about in our lifetime when we become older we're going to a lot of us are going to maybe lose eyesight or lose our hearing sure all those things come into play in special needs so every family is going to be affected in one way or the other and so it's not all it's not all about down syndrome or or it's not all about autism but it's just it runs the spectrum well you know that just opened my eyes totally right here because i was wondering what the issue was because i have been called special (laughs) (laughs) i get called special all the time but (laughs) in a different way (laughs) but you know as you were speaking it was like you know a lot of people see special needs as physical Mm -hmm. you know you have your cerebral palsy you have things like that so they assume they don't understand that the mental and inside kind of uh, Mm -hmm. disabilities that people have Mm -hmm. that they don't really recognize Mm -hmm. i think this this will help them recognize and be more sympathetic and caring for those individuals exactly yeah yes because they're not all yeah like darlene was saying it's not all special needs are are is readily visible or apparent Uh, there are a lot that you you, it's you can't tell at first but just because someone isn't in a wheelchair doesn't mean they don't have special needs Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. and and bringing that awareness to people because some don't know that this person that their 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 child they're speaking with has special needs but making people more aware and sympathetic to what's going on Mm -hmm. and i think that's a lot of what this this expo is doing is letting people be aware as well as providing others that are affected with resources well and i think sometimes that people young parents particularly they know that something doesn't seem quite right but they're not sure what's going Mm -hmm. on and they don't even know where to begin to ask the questions and so you know just to know that there's some group out there that wants to help them wants to provide resources will will go a long way because once once a child is in school there's a lot of resources while they're in school once Mm -hmm. they get into school and then until they they graduate at 22 but the continuum of health needs and special needs is so great. It lasts from birth to 100 or more years old. So, and, and people's needs are different at different stages of their life. Absolutely. So. Well, uh, look, I, I applaud you for doing this. I know it takes a lot of work. It's going to be an awesome event. And we're talking about the 2023 Regional Special Needs Expo going down on August the 19th. That's a Saturday from 10 a.m. to 4 over at First Baptist uh, Hendersonville. Russ and Darlene, thank you so much for coming in and, and educating us. Well, thank yeah. you so much for having us. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. All right, that's going to wrap it up for this edition of Sumner County Spotlight with Jeff Shannon. We appreciate you joining us. But join us again next week right here, Sunday mornings at 10, for another Sumner County Spotlight. Sumner County Spotlight will return next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Thanks for listening.